Alright, what's up, baby? My name is Devin Engel, and you are watching the First Down Football Podcast, the inaugural episode. You can call me D1, and welcome to the first ever episode of the First Down Football Podcast. Alright, so right now I'm going to introduce the new channel and podcast for a little bit, but uh, if you don't want to watch that, you can go down to the description and skip to the first topic of the podcast. Alright. Hey guys, my name is Devin Engel, you can call me D1, and welcome to the First Down Football Podcast, a brand new branch of my parent channel, Engel TV, where almost every week I will be breaking down stories going around the NFL. If you want to check that out, I'll leave you a link in the description. If you want to find me on Instagram, the Instagram for this podcast is First Down Football Podcast. You can also find Engel TV on Instagram under the name, you guessed it, Engel TV. And if you want to get to know me, my personal Instagram is devin.engel. All three of those will be in the description as well. Before I hop into this podcast, let me tell you about me. My name is Devin Engel. I am 18 years old, and I created this podcast because I have a passion for keeping people entertained. I have a passion for producing videos and I have a burning passion for the NFL football. So by creating this podcast, I am doing something with all three of my passions. My goal before I inevitably pass away in the future is to make my mark on this planet. I want to be remembered for chasing greatness. My slogan here is, let's go get great. It's a slogan I want to live by. I want you to join me on my journey to living the life I dream about. A lot of time and effort goes into making these podcasts, and the fact that that was fun for me tells me that someday I will be living that dream. Currently, this is going to be an audio-only podcast on YouTube, but eventually I do plan on branching out to Spotify and iTunes. And once I can get my hands on a video camera, then this will eventually become a video podcast. I'm really excited for that. I just want you guys to get to know me and what I'm about. I really appreciate you for being here. And uh, with that being said, let's go get great. Let's hop right into the podcast. Okay, so... Andy Dalton signed with the Dallas Cowboys on a one-year, $7 million deal and uh, $3 million guaranteed. And uh, this is a crazy signing for me, guys, because it gives the Cowboys leverage when it comes to uh, the contract negotiations with Dak Prescott. And uh, so now Dallas might have a quarterback dilemma. If you don't know, Dak Prescott previously turned down a five-year, $100 million offer now there might have been he might have turned it down because the guaranteed money was low, but uh, like come on, if you play well for the Cowboys, the Cowboys are going to take care of their quarterback. But uh, because of this, Dak Prescott was franchise tagged, giving the Cowboys until July fifteenth to negotiate a long term contract. Also, don't forget, Dak has said he won't rule out a holdout. He will not rule out a holdout. So like if the if he doesn't get the money he deserves, he is considering holding out for the season. But this makes things interesting because now the Cowboys have equivalent quarterback play in Andy Dalton for about $27 million less than what Dak Prescott wants. So, given that information, who's going to start at quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys in 2020? This is a really fun topic for me. Alright, so let's look at some stats. Dak Prescott has made the playoffs only twice in his time with Dallas, with a playoff record of 1-2. and two. In the four years Dak was in the league, he's taken the Cowboys 13-3, and 9-7, and 10-6, and 8-8. And eight and eight. In the 2019 season, he missed the playoffs after an extremely mo- mediocre season. And uh, now, 
It's being reported that he's seeking a long, long-term contract worth $40 million a year. That is crazy, guys. That's crazy. Dak Prescott does not deserve $40 million a year. Like, what has he done to deserve that? Tell me, what has he done to deserve that? It's kind of ridiculous to me. And not only that, who the hell is he to turn down a contract worth $20 million a year? To me, Dak Prescott isn't even worth freaking $10 million a year. He's not even worth a McDonald's value menu chicken sandwich to me. <laughs> I also think it's really interesting to see Andy Dalton signing in Dallas for $7 million in the 20, 2020 season. Now, it's only $3 million guaranteed, but if he does play, he will get the $7 million. I hope that Andy Dalton deal humbles Dak Prescott. Because Dak Prescott, I think we can all agree, he's not worth the money he's asking for. That's very ridiculous. But uh, honestly, if I was Dak Prescott, I would be pissed. I would be pissed to see that they signed another quarterback instead of paying me. They paid Andy Dalton before paying Dak Prescott. That's crazy. See, Andy Dalton was never the problem when he was in Cincinnati. He was just in a really horrible situation. If you don't know, the Bengals have no general manager. All football operations are run by the owner and the front office. And that's just, you can't run a business like that. That's like if I, that's like if I started a, a beer business and... I, I see I don't know anything about beer that's like if I started a beer business and I was in charge of making the beer I wouldn't know what to do I would hire someone who knows a thing or two about beer the Bengals need to do the same thing they need to hire a general manager that knows what they're doing in football terms so Dalton was in a really bad situation he was never the problem there Dalton Andy Dalton had nobody in charge that was willing to build an offense around him to protect him. They weren't willing to give him weapons. They weren't willing to protect him with the O-line. They were always interested in the shiny new toys, like a speedy receiver or a speedy defensive back. Only recently were they making good decisions by drafting offensive lineman Jonah Williams to protect Andy Dalton. Unfortunately, he did get hurt before the season started, and uh, he's going to come back for his first year. Um, in the 2020 season. So I'm so glad he got out of that situation, man. I've seen reports saying he asked to leave the Bengals. I'm not sure how true that is, but I'm so glad for him to get out of that situation. He was always a good guy. I always liked Andy Dalton as a quarterback, man. He was never he was never the Bengals type of quarterback, if that makes sense. Like he that character of his was always he was too good to be for the Beng to play for the Bengals. And I'm so happy that he got out of that situation because now I think he's going to a good situation where he might get playing time. I'm going to talk about that right now. So yeah, I'm glad he got out of that situation and got into a situation like the Dallas Cowboys. So who's going to start? Who is going to start week one for the Dallas Cowboys in 2020? Personally, I don't think Dak Prescott is going to understand he's not worth $40 million a year. Dak Prescott is not worth the money he is asking for, and uh, he needs to learn that. If he doesn't learn that, he's not going to be playing too much in the 2020 season. So I think, I think there's a pretty good chance that Andy Dalton is going to get the start in week one of the NFL season for the Dallas Cowboys. That's going to be crazy to me. I think Andy Dalton deserves to start there. He, he's a much better character. He has less of an inflated ego than Dak Prescott. Andy Dalton deserves to start. I mean, I think Dak Prescott is still the better quarterback, but character-wise, I don't like him. 
I do not like Dak Prescott. He is not worth $40 million a year. Patrick Mahomes is worth $40 million a year, not Dak Prescott. But uh, I think they're going to get equal quarterback play with Andy Dalton at the first string starting quarterback position. Like They're going to get equal play for like $27 million less. Like You can't turn that down. So let me reiterate. I believe Andy Dalton will get the start for the Dallas Cowboys in week one of the 2020 season. I'm going to drink some water right now. I'm having a good day, man. I was so excited to start this podcast today. I'm so excited. This podcast is really fun so far. Like, I've started YouTube channels in the past, and none of them really panned out, except maybe my uh, parent channel, Angle TV. Go check that out. I got some uh, episodes of, it's called Road Rants, where I tell tell life stories in there. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. But yeah, I woke up today. I pretty much chilled in bed preparing uh, how this podcast is going to pan out. I went to my gr- I went to go get Starbucks. Uh, I'm here now. I got a, actually got a pop filter for my microphone so you don't hear the strong plosive sounds. But yeah, this podcast is going good so far. I like it. I like it. Okay. So the Bengals declined John Ross's fifth-year option. The Bengals declined wide receiver John Ross's fifth-year option. So John Ross, he's a wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals as of right now. He currently holds the record for running the fastest 40-yard dash time in NFL Combine history. So I feel like he never had a good shot with the Bengals. I actually met him. Um, I went to Juju Smith-Schuster's uh, football camp in Long Beach about a couple years ago in 2018, I think. That was really fun. Uh, Adoree Jackson and um, John Ross were there, too. I got a picture with John Ross. That was pretty cool. I like him. I like him as a man. But the uh, only problem with him is he just did not have a good injury history. Every year he was with the Bengals, he did not have a good injury history. And uh, that, on top of the fact that the Bengals drafted wide receiver T. Higgins... John Ross is slated to be a free agent after the 2020 NFL season. And uh, you know what? After that season, I think John Ross needs to take a gap year. I think John Ross needs to take a gap year after the 2020 NFL season so that he can get healthy. He needs to get healthy. I think John Ross should take a gap year, get healthy, recover from injuries. So who do I think John Ross could go to? The first team that comes to my mind would be the Green Bay Packers. Whether Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love is the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, a speedy receiver is just what they need. They need a number two receiver really bad. Like, they have Devontae Adams, but they need a number two. And I think John Ross could be a good number two if he can stay healthy. That's why I think he should take a gap year, get healthy. Packers could sign him, and he could could do some damage there. He's really fast. Another team that comes to mind is the Kansas City Chiefs. So two reason, there are two reasons John Ross would fit with the Kansas City Chiefs. Number one, John Ross would be the perfect complement to Tyreek Hill. Like, Tyreek Hill is already one of the fastest receivers in the league. So to have another... Like, NFL defenses can barely stop the Chiefs' reason, receiving core as it is. Stick John Ross in there? Oh my god. They're, they would be slated for another Super Bowl run just because of all that speed. It's insane, guys. So, like, just imagine how tough it would be to stop the two fastest guys in the league, T- 
Tyreek Hill and John Ross. Then you got Sammy Watkins and uh, Nicole Hardman uh, to back up also. It's that Chiefs receiving core would be unstoppable. It's crazy. Number two. It is common knowledge that the Chiefs have hardly any cap space as it stands right now. Let alone three years from now when Patrick Mahomes is gearing up for a big payday in the next few years. Patrick Mahomes is going to get a big payday. So in a couple years, the Chiefs are going to have very little money to work with. So John Ross, with his low amount of playing history, he's going to be pretty cheap. He's going to be really, really cheap. The Chiefs will be able to sign John Ross for cheap. John Ross will have no leverage when it comes to getting paid. He, he, he couldn't stay on the field. He was always hurt. But if he takes that gap year, he gets healthy, I think he could be signed for really cheap for the Kansas City Chiefs, probably make another playoff run. And uh, yeah, I think he would be a great addition to the Chiefs offense. Podcast is going good. I like it so far. Drink some water right now. Oh, it's a nice day outside today. I want to go swimming later. Uh, when I get home, I'm going to go do some chemistry homework, probably edit this video a little bit. And uh, yeah, we're going to upload this today. We're going to cut up some of this video, get some clips out. That's going to be really fun. Then after that, I might uh, reward myself with a little swimming pool trip. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Oh, man. Let's see, what other topics do we have to talk about today? We got the Bears declining Mitchell Trubisky's fifth year option. The Jaguars declined Leonard Fournette's fifth year option. That's going to be an interesting one to talk about. We're also going to be talking about what impact Chase Claypool will have on the Steelers in year one. We're also going to be talking about who's going to win the AFC North. That's going to be a really tough division in the 2020 season with the Ravens and the Steelers. Maybe even the Browns if you want to throw them in there. And uh, we're also going to be talking about the Aaron Rodgers quarterback situation. We're going to be talking about the Green Bay Packers quarterback situation with them drafting Jordan Love. So that's going to be really fun. And uh, last topic, we're going to be talking about who will the Dolphins be starting at quarterback in week one? I'm looking forward to that. Uh, right now, I'm going to take a short break. And when I return, we're going we're gonna to hit the Bears declining Mitchell Trubisky's fifth-year option. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go take a short break. I'll be right back. And, uh, yeah, be right back. All right, we are back. So we got a, got a couple more topics to talk about. Uh the Bears declined Trubisky's fifth-year option. Jaguars declined Leonard Fournette's fifth-year option. We're going to talk about the Steelers. We're going to talk about the NFC, AFC North is going to play out. I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to talk about the quarterback situation up in Green Bay. And we're also going to talk about who's going to start the Dolphins. Who's going to start for the Dolphins at quarterback in week one. NFL schedule comes out today in about uh, 30 minutes. The schedule for all the NFL teams are going to come out soon. Looking forward to that. See what the Steelers, uh, this, what the lineup is looking like for the Steelers when the bye week is, all that. Okay, let's hop right back into it. So, the Bears declined Mitchell Trubisky's fifth year option. I'm so happy for this guy. Or not Trubisky, man, but I'm so happy for the Bears, man. The clock is ticking on Mitchell Trubisky. 
after the 2020 season, Mitch Trubisky is slated to hit free agency. So remember, the Bears brought in Super Bowl MVP quarterback, Big Nick Foles. <laughs> the Bears brought in Jaguars quarterback, Nick Foles, who he won the Super Bowl with the Eagles against Patriots in 2017. That was awesome. That's a great story, man. The Bears brought him in in a trade with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they were able to restructure his $88 million contract. So right now, everything is falling in line for Nick Foles to be the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears in the 2020 NFL season. Nick Foles is going to take Mitch Trubisky's job. The only way Mitchell Trubisky is a Chicago Bear after the 2020 NFL season, he needs to do two things. First, he needs to beat out Nick Foles in the quarterback competition. Like, he needs to ball out in practice. And, I think if he doesn't take the Bears to the NFC Championship game, at least, he's not going to be a Bear in the 2021 season. They're going to cut him. They're going to cut him. There's no way he's a Bear in 2021, in my opinion. If he doesn't take the Bears to the NFC Championship game, I think he'll get cut due to his poor quarterback play ever since he entered the league in 2016. This sucks for Mitch Trubisky, man. He's, he seems like a good guy. He seems like a good personality you want in the room. He's just not a good quarterback. He makes bad decisions. He, he he hasn't done much with the Bears. Like, even when he took the team to the playoffs, that wasn't on him. That was the defense. The defense took the Bears to the playoffs. Only reason they got knocked out of there is because they lost to the Eagles, I believe, in the NFC Divisional Round. Because, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, wow, what's that kicker's name? Because the kicker double-doinked the... Um, uprights. Oh, what is that kicker's name? Oh my goodness. Hang on, I'm going to look his name up right now. What is that kicker's name? I totally forgot. Bears kicker. What's his name? Cody Parkey, that's his name. I would never would have guessed that. The only reason they not got knocked out of the divisional round in the 2016, 2017 playoffs. Or was it 20? No, it was 2018. Because Cody Parkey double-doinked the um, field goal post and uh, lost them the game. So, uh, I'm excited for Nick Foles to be the quarterback, man. He's going to be the quarterback in the 2020 season. And uh, I, I want to see how he plays. I don't know how good he's going to be. Because with the Jaguars, he didn't do too much. Jaguar Minshew, uh, Jaguar Minshew Gardner Minshew kind of took the job from him. And uh, Nick Foles is going to start, definitely. Only problem is, how is he going to play? Because after the Super Bowl win, he, he hasn't done much. He hasn't done too much. He got hurt with the Jaguars. Gardner Minshew took the job from him. When he came back, he, he came back for like four games and he didn't play too hot. And I, I want to see him bounce back, man. I want to see him bounce back. And I think he could do he can do some real damage with the Bears in the 2020 season. Alright, the Jaguars turned down Leonard Fournette's fifth year option. I am so glad this happened, man. I have never liked Leonard Fournette. I have to say, I've never been a big fan of Loudmouths, and Leonard Fournette is no exception. So if you don't know, a couple weeks ago, Leonard Fournette threw his quarterback, Gardner Minshew, under the bus saying the team should sign Cam, New Cam Newton. He even made comments that just showed how much of an overinflated ego Leonard Fournette has. I've never liked him, especially on the field, off the field. Never liked the kind of person he is. Never a big fan of him. 
So uh, the best part of all this is that shortly after, shortly after, like less than a week after these events, the Jaguars declined Leonard Fournette's fifth-year option. I'm so happy for that man. I do not like Leonard Fournette. I'm so glad that happened to him. So uh, if he doesn't have a dominant year with the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2020, he won't be a uh, Jacksonville Jaguar in the 2021 NFL season. And uh, he's a good running back, too. He's an okay running back. Um, like, if he had a better personality, I think he would stay with the Jaguars. But after this season, man, he's not. He, he's gone. He's gone. I don't know who would sign him, either. So, like, who who will he sign with before the 2021 NFL season? One team I hear being thrown around for Leonard Fournette is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And let me tell you, I'm a Steelers fan. I'm a diehard Steelers fan. Uh, let me tell you, the Steelers would never sign Leonard Fournette. They would never sign him in a million years. They would never sign him. If you don't know, Mike Tomlin is a no BS type of coach. Like if you if you talk crap on your players, you're not gonna you're you're gone. You're gone. Uh, if you don't remember back in back when Le'Veon Bell was still young with the Steelers, uh, there was a game against the Patriots, I think, where um, running back Legarrette Blunt. Walked off the field. He left the stadium because he wasn't getting any touches. The next day, he got cut. He was gone. And, uh, yeah, he, he ended up going to the Patriots, winning a Super Bowl with them, if, if, unfortunately. He went to the Eagles. He went to the Lions. But, yeah, as soon as, as soon as he walked out the field, he was gone. Mike Tomlin got rid of him. Mike Tomlin will not put up with your BS. And I like that about him. I like that about Mike Tomlin. That Leonard Fournette will never sign with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They would never offer him any any type of deals. The second he's caught talking bad about teammates, he will be off the team right away, as he deserves. He I I don't like him. So in my opinion, the team I think he's a perfect fit for is the I'm, I'm sorry the Las Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders, I think, would offer him a, a deal, and I think he would sign with them. He is the perfect character to sign with the Las Vegas Raiders, and that's not a good thing necessarily. But I will say, if John Gruden would sign a character like Vontez Perfect, he would definitely sign a character like Leonard Fournette. Because those are just two not good locker room personalities. Uh, Vontez Perfect, he, if you don't remember, he's a, probably the dirtiest player in the league. Um, next to Indomitian Sioux. Well, he probably is the dirtiest player in the league, right in front of Indomitian Sioux. Uh, so Leonard Fournette, he, he would definitely fit the kind of players that John Gruden would sign. Not only that, Leonard Fournette could add some veteran presence for the young running back, Josh Jacobs. And I think that's just what he needs after a very amazing rookie season for Josh Jacobs. Leonard Fournette, like showing him what you can, what you should and shouldn't do. That would be really, really helpful to Josh Jacobs in the 2020 season. Leonard Fournette is a hard downhill runner. He'd be a perfect uh, starter, I maybe. Maybe he'll share reps with Josh Jacobs. I don't know, but just to have Leonard Fournette in your running back room, for the Raiders at least, that would be very helpful. Not character-wise. I don't like his character at all, not one bit, but that would be a good veteran presence to have in your locker room. I just wouldn't want him on the Steelers. I wouldn't want him if I was running a team. I would not want him. So let me let me say that again. I think Leonard Fournette could be an Oakland Raider in the coming seasons. I'm sorry, a Las Vegas Raider. Leonard Fournette could be a Las Vegas Raider within the next few seasons. 
All right, we finally got a Steelers topic. I've been excited to talk about this one. What will Chase Claypool do with the Steelers in year one? What kind of impact will Chase Claypool have with the Steelers in his rookie year? Excuse me. In the 2020 NFL Draft, the Steelers used the 49th pick on Notre Dame wide receiver Chase Claypool. Excuse me, I got gas right now in my throat. Whew. In the 2020 NFL Draft, the Steelers used the 49th pick in the second round on Notre Dame wide receiver Chase Claypool. And I thought this was a really interesting pick because the Steelers, they already have a solid receiving core. Uh, when you factor in the likes of Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, and James Washington. And when I was watching the draft, I was like, wait, he looks like a slot receiver. Do we need a slot receiver? Originally, I thought he was going to fit the Juju Smith-Schuster type of role where he excels in the slot position due to his ginormous frame as a receiver. This man is big. I think he's 6'3", 6'4". This is a big receiver, man. But uh, I was wrong. The Steelers see him differently. Steelers offensive coordinator Randy Figner has said that they see Chase Claypool as a, quote, outside receiver first, unquote. He could also succeed in the slot when you need him to, according to the Steelers offensive coordinator, Randy Fickner. So here's how I see it. You need to first understand that Mike Tomlin, Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin, he limits the amount of exposure to the field that his rookie players get. So in my opinion, Chase Claypool will see the field when the Steelers run empty set packages, where you have... Like, multiple receivers out wide and nobody in the backfield except Ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback. I will say that limited exposure will be great for Chase Claypool. This is, that would be a great situation for Chase Claypool to be in. Because he's young. He's young. Juju Smith-Schuster, he would be a great person to teach everything he knows to Chase Claypool. Whether or not he's here in the 2021 NFL season. So yeah, learning behind Juju Smith-Schuster, that would be really beneficial during Chase Claypool's not only rookie year, but also his career. Okay. I got another interesting topic right now. I'm gonna, not gonna take a break yet. I might take a one more break after this topic, but uh, man, this is going good so far, guys. I can't wait for this to be a video podcast. I might get a green screen, maybe. I don't know. If you don't know right now, I'm recording in the garage kind of like there's two rooms connected to the garage in my grandma's house and I'm in one of the rooms it's pretty messy in here not gonna lie there's a lot of a lot of my grandpa's dvds and vhs tapes in here so it's not the ideal place for me to want to record a podcast a video podcast but if I can get some green screen in here somewhere uh maybe this would work for a video podcast kind of place but right now this is the reason we're doing a video, an audio-only podcast on YouTube, is because there is it's a mess back here. There's a lot of stuff going around. A lot of good movies, though. I gotta admit, I see the the Godfather over here. Uh, a lot of a lot of History Channel VHS tapes. It's interesting. But yeah, there's a mess in here. I could never do a video podcast, not yet, at least. Okay, so next topic. Who's going to win the AFC North? Who's going to win the AFC North? This is going to be a... Right now, you got the Ravens and you got the Steelers. Right now, it sounds like kind of a toss-up, but uh, here's what I think. Here's the short, simple answer as to who's going to win the AFC North. Here's the short answer. 
If Ben Roethlisberger comes back perfectly fine after his season-ending elbow injury last season, the Steelers are not only going to win the division by a landslide, and I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, the Steelers with the healthy Ben Roethlisberger are not only easy division winners, but they are Super Bowl contenders. You got an outstanding defense. You got a solid offense. Defense wins championships, though. And right last year, last season, the quarterback was the issue for the Pittsburgh Steelers because of the lack of Ben Roethlisberger. But with him coming back, and if that, assuming that defense doesn't skip a beat, man, that's gonna be that's gonna be really interesting to watch. So let me reiterate, if Ben Roethlisberger comes back, he will be the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And what am I saying? (laughs) Assuming Ben Roethlisberger comes back, he's definitely going to be the starting quarterback. But if he's back and he's healthy, he's good to go. He's going to win the division easily with that amazing defense and that solid offense. Ben Roethlisberger is going to take us to win the division, win the AFC championship game. We're going to be Super Bowl contenders next season. The The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be Super Bowl contenders next season. However, however, there's a decent chance Ben Roethlisberger comes back and he has a noodle arm. If Ben Roethl- Ben Roethlisberger may very well have a noodle arm when he returns. And in this situation, the division is still going to be a toss-up between the Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. Right now, let me explain why I don't think the Ravens are going to win the division either way. <clears throat> right now, the Ravens' foundation on offense is reliant on the ability for speedy quarterback Lamar Jackson to be able to run around the field. The foundation on their offense is having a speedy quarterback running around the field, whether it's Lamar Jackson or Robert Griffin III. Their foundation is based on their the quarterback's ability to run. NFL defenses are going to figure out how to stop that, guys. Right now, the Ravens... The first season they ran it, it seemed to work. They got to the wild card round, I believe. No, they got to the divisional against the Chargers, I think. It was the wild card of the divisional last two seasons ago. The Chargers beat Lamar Jackson in the rookie rookie quarterback Lamar Jackson uh, was beat by Phillip Rivers and the Chargers in the wild card last two seasons ago. And yeah, it was fun to watch. <laughs> I don't like them. I don't like the Ravens. But let's let's see. I don't know if NFL defenses are going to be able to figure out how to stop Lamar Jackson. They're going into their third year relying on this to be their foundation on offense. NFL defenses are going to figure out how to stop it. NFL defenses will figure out how to stop a running quarterback. I just don't know if that's going to be this year. If it's not this year and the Ravens offense doesn't skip a beat this year, they're going to win the division. But... Like I said, the Ravens are entering their third year depending on Lamar Jackson's ability to run the ball. And personally, I think teams will figure out figure it out this year. I think the teams are going to figure out how to stop it this year. Like, if you remember, the first time the Steelers played uh, Lamar Jackson last season, he couldn't do anything. TJ Watt and Bud Dupree were handling him. He couldn't go anywhere. Only reason they won that game is because uh, I think Jimmy Smith made a really good uh, forced fumble against Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, after Duck Hodges came in the game, that was that was cool. But you know, Jimmy Smith made a great play on Juju Smith Schuster. He made him fumble the ball. He made him. It cost us. It pretty much cost us that game. But see, if the Steelers can do it, what's to say all the other defenses can't do it? I think the teams will be able to figure out how to stop him this year, and the Ravens will have to depend on Lamar Jackson's lackluster ability to throw the football. 
he's not very good at throwing the football. You got to remember that. Remember his rookie season? Um, he had like 900-something rushing yards, 1,000 rushing yards within the last eight weeks. They're going to figure out how to stop it, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. So with that, I think whether or not Ben Roethlisberger is a fresh quarterback coming off his elbow injury, I think regardless, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win the division. And in second place, the Ravens are obviously the clear choice. They're going to be second place in the division. But uh, third and fourth place, I had more of a hard time deciding. So if you remember during the 2020 NFL Draft, the Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals, they've added the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Burrow, quarterback out of LSU. They also added uh, wide receiver T. Higgins for Joe Burrow to throw to. That's cool and all, except for the fact that the Bengals front office has no clue what they are doing, man. They don't know what they're doing. They don't have an indoor practice facility. They have no scouting department, no general manager. And one stupid thing I think they did was cutting, as I talked about earlier, they cut veteran quarterback Andy Dalton. So right now, Joe Burrow has no option to not start. Joe Burrow has no option to not start in the 2020 season. Like, he can't sit behind anyone. He doesn't have anybody to examine mistakes of. All they have right now is Ryan Finley, and he only he's also young. He only had one year in the NFL. So, that's a problem. That's a problem. The Bengals have no idea what they're doing. I would never trust the Bengals organization to, to do the right thing. And given that, they're going to be fourth place in the division. There's no doubt that the Cincinnati Bengals will be fourth place in the AFC North. Now, obviously, nobody else left. I think they're clearly going to be last in the division. Leaving Cleveland, leaving the Cleveland Browns with a third place spot in the AFC North. So let me reiterate: AFC North standings: Steelers first, Ravens second, Browns third, Bengals fourth. Just like last season. Well, not just like last season, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying: Steelers first, Ravens second, Browns third, Bengals fourth. All right, I'm gonna take another short break. Uh, when I return, we got two more topics to talk about. We got. We're going to talk about the Aaron Rodgers quarterback situation. We're going to talk about the Aaron Rodgers quarterback, the Green Bay Packers quarterback situation. And uh, the last topic of the day, we're going to be talking about who the Miami Dolphins are going to start at quarterback week one. I'm going to take a short break. I'll be right back. All right, we are back. 2020 NFL season schedule came out and... Uh, my Steelers are taking on the Giants on Monday Night Football in Week One. That's going to be exciting. That's going to be going to destroy the Giants. I think the Steelers are going to set the tone for their season in that game. I'm looking forward to that. Daniel Jones is not going to be able to stop the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Anyways, got two more topics to talk about today. We got the quarterback situation in Green Bay. I think Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has to take action right now. And uh, the last topic is going to be who the Dolphins are starting at quarterback in week one. Okay. So, I'm going to cut right to the chase. Aaron Rodgers needs to demand a trade right now. Aaron Rodgers has to demand a trade. With the Packers' first pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Packers, the Packers selected Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah State. Personally, I like the pick. I think Jordan Love is going to be a great starting quarterback for the Packers in the coming years. But that's cool and all, except for the fact that the Packers didn't draft any receivers for Aaron Rodgers to throw to. 
They didn't draft any receivers for the for Aaron Rodgers to throw to. They just picked up like one or two undrafted guys. But like, come on. If I were Aaron Rodgers, I would be mad. I would be infuriated. I would be so mad if I was Aaron Rodgers. Like, how are you going to... You're not going to draft me any receivers out wide? We were just at the AFC champ, NFC Championship game. I'm sorry. I would feel disrespected if my team not only didn't draft me any receivers for me to throw to, but they also drafted the man who was going to replace me. I would feel disrespected. We just went to the NFC Championship game. The Packers were one way. The Packers were one game away from the Super Bowl last season, and the Packers didn't draft any offensive weapons to make that next step to get back to the Super Bowl. If I were Aaron Rodgers, I would demand a trade right now. There are plenty of other teams who would love to have Aaron Rodgers. Teams that will draft offensive weapons for him. Teams that will build around Aaron Rodgers and treat him like royalty. So, who do I think Aaron Rodgers could go to? I think... I think... Maybe the Jaguars would take him to add a veteran presence for Gardner Minshew. Their young quarterback. I like him. And... So, let me reiterate. I have no problem at all with the Packers picking Jordan Love. I do have a problem with them not drafting Aaron Rodgers any receivers because they were one game away from the Super Bowl and they didn't really do anything to help Aaron Rodgers get back to the Super Bowl. I'd feel disrespected. I have no problem with the Jordan Love pick. I actually think they got a great project to work on and eventually succeed Aaron Rodgers. But if I were Aaron Rodgers, the time is now to demand a trade if he ever wants to get back to the Super Bowl. How long is this podcast right now? Almost 40 minutes? Nice. But, uh... Man. Who are the Dolphins going to start at quarterback in week one? So in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins selected quarterback Tua Tungo-Vailoa out of Alabama. I think Tua's going to a great organization, guys. I think he's going to a great organization. I like their coach. I like the players they drafted this year. The Dolphins are doing everything right. I think Tua would be in the best situation if he sat behind their 16-year NFL veteran, Ryan Fitzpatrick, in his rookie season. Rookie quarterbacks should always sit their rookie behind a veteran NFL quarterback to make their transition from college to the NFL much easier. I think if Tua sat behind Ryan Fitzpatrick in year one, He'll be able to see a lot of things he should and shouldn't do, and in the long run, that will make him a much better NFL quarterback. Tua's already being set up for greatness. Tua's already being set up for greatness. The Dolphins are making all the right decisions. Brian Brian Flores is already doing all the right things. Tua Tungvaloa is being set up for greatness, guys. So if you don't remember, with the 18th pick of the 2020 NFL Draft, the Dolphins picked up offensive tackle Austin Jackson out of USC. In the second round in pick 39... They picked offensive tackle Robert Hunt out of Louisiana Lafayette, whatever college that is. I'm not too sure. And in the fourth round, with pick 111, I like that number, they drafted offensive guard Solomon Kinley out of Georgia. Now, I don't know how many, how much playing time those guys are going to see in year one, but regardless, it's never bad to draft offensive tackle, offensive linemen, because you can develop them. They're going to develop into great players, protect their young quarterback who needs to learn how to throw from the pocket instead of run around. The Dolphins drafted three linemen in the draft for Brian Flores to develop into star players to protect their young quarterback. So who do I think is going to start? Assuming Brian Flores keeps doing all the right things, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to start um, for at least the first 
maybe 10 weeks of the season, then they'll stick to a tongue of a low in there. Assuming Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick magic doesn't get hurt or anything. But uh, for the majority of the season, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to start at quarterback. And then maybe maybe Tua will be ready before the end of the season to start at quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. All right, that's going to wrap up the very first episode of First Down Football. Thank you so much for being here. I really do appreciate it, guys. If you enjoyed the show and you like what I'm about, you can do me a huge favor by liking the video and subscribing. Doing so tells YouTube you like the show and it will recommend the show to a larger audience of football fans. A lot of work went into making this show, man. It took me about two weeks to plan everything about this podcast. Uh, Like, where's a quiet place I can record? What am I going to talk about? I had to write the episode. I had to design the podcast logo, or what? I had to design the logo of the podcast. I had to design what the YouTube viewers are going to see on the screen. A lot of work went into this, man. A lot of work went into this, and I loved every second of the planning podcast, guys. This is this is really fun, actually. I've, I've been so excited to record this all day. This is really fun to write, and uh, it's all uphill from here, guys. It's all uphill from here. If you want to help me grow, I would really appreciate it if you shared this podcast with your friends and family. You don't have to, but I would really appreciate it. If you want to help me grow, if you like what I'm about, I would really appreciate it, guys. And uh, before we go, let me down, let me know down in the comments how you found out about this channel. Uh, right now, I'll be replying to every single comment that I see. I will be reading everyone at least, but I do plan on uh, replying to at least everyone. And uh, all right, we're done with this first episode. If you like me, if you like what I'm about, if you like the show, give it a listen, like the podcast, subscribe, comment down below. We're going places, man. We're going places, guys. And uh, we're done with the first episode. And as usual, let's go get great. Take care, guys.